0: And Welcome to Catavan Cast, van life with a cat. I'm Ben Dunn.
1: I'm Frey Ijaz.
0: And Dargos, I oh, just got back outside. Um, and we are still quarantined in Greece, near the town of Asapos. Mm-hmm. And it's quite after the cat's gone out for a wander because this episode is all about. Well, what's this episode all about, Frey?
1: This episode is all about taking a cat on your adventures like we have and all the preparation for it what it's like
0: because that was quite a big concern well it was quite a concern for us before setting off really well yeah a lot of people told us not to do it
1: yes uh not for you know any shall we say scary reasons any the words gone from my head but uh nothing too bad it was more because if you don't have everything in order your pet could be put into quarantine Mm. For weeks, I think the highest I've heard of is 13 weeks for some countries. Um, But, yeah, that was mainly the concern. Everybody thinks it's very unusual taking a cat with you. Many people take dogs. Yes. um, Probably because they are a lot more trained, a lot easier to look after in this situation. Mm. Uh, Cats are free roamers and free spirits. So why not take them around the world?
0: Yeah. So basically we're going to be covering all the legal and medical preparation yep. that we needed to. And we also had to give the cat a bit of training yeah. before we came on this. Uh, because, just worth noting, as we're, we've are we been here for six weeks? I think it's about six weeks now. About yeah. six weeks now. We have now let Dargo out and about without a lead. Mm. But this is the first time that we've... It's not the first time she's been out without a lead, but mm. it's the first time we've let her out without a lead. She has escaped once or twice. <laughs> um so she's enjoying running around the place. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah. Um, the main thing is, well, we'll come to that. That's that's the last section, I think. But the main thing with that is that each cat is different. Depends on the personality. If your cat of is, you know, if they really, really do not like being outside, do not make them go outside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think before I let you sort of crack on with everything you know, everything, all the information you've got, I think it's worth pointing out, obviously, when we were. When you were doing this,
1: yep.
0: no one really knew what the rules would be after Brexit. No, Brexit was looming and now Brexit has happened, but the UK is still in the EU till the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the, there may be some changes in how the process works, although I still think as most of our travelling has been within the EU... I don't think it will change that much because it's all no. the EU rules. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. There may be one extra form or something because you'd be bringing it in from outside the EU. Yeah. But for the most part, I think the procedure will stay the same.
1: hmm Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. So Dargo, Dargy faces, she is affectionately known, <laughs> um, is a European domestic short hair black cat. That's her technical name. I see. Yes. Uh, Should have
0: guessed.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, She is now... What month are we in? April. End of April, yeah. Uh, She is five years and four months old. So she's cracking on a bit. Yep. (laughs) Um, She's a female, if you didn't know. (laughs) Is she? Uh, Yes. (laughs) And... She's always been quite a curious, adventurous cat, so that helps. As I was saying, that helps with her... Like, mentality, because you don't want your pet to be depressed... No. ...as you're travelling and all of that, and, you know, it's a small space.
0: Well, that was another worry, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because she's used to having the run of an entire house, and she was an outdoorsy cat and all of that, so... ...that was a concern. Um, other than that, she's affectionate and she's a menace. But that's Dargo. (laughs) Um, I had a look online, I researched this extensively before we came out, and unfortunately... There isn't a central database. There is no one source of information out there which covers everything that we needed for our trip. Which is really frustrating. And quite a lot of websites give you different information or incomplete information and you've got to piece it together. Mm. Especially when it comes to the slightly more obscure places we've been to, like Russia. Um, So I managed to get a few things together. The very first thing is a pet passport. Sounds silly, but just like human beings, pets need passports too. Um, With and a photo
0: of a black cat.
1: Yeah. We we haven't put her photo in here.
0: Because she's a black cat. Because oh, she's, she's a black running cat. She's back to the... <laughs> she's very curious, but also a little bit cowardly. <laughs> yes.
1: Which is good. She's cautious. Um, so it's a blue passport, says European Union. Proud says...
0: British, but Sorry. <laughs>
1: Says European Union on it and it says the country of origin for us, that's the United Kingdom. It's also got a little passport number at the bottom on the front cover. Inside are my details, my address, all of that. And then Dargo's details, a description of her her birthday, things like that. A picture, if you put it in. Um, Next is a microchip number. Mm. Now, in the European Union, a microchip is a necessity. I think there's a few countries which have an exemption and will allow you to have a tattoo. Tattoo? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but it's an identification thing, and the microchips are easier, they're easily scanned, you know, and you it's a to, database.
0: You don't have to shave your cat every time you want to identify it.
1: Precisely. <laughs> um, so the marking of animal page has her microchip number it's got the date that the when the sorry it's got the date of the reading that the vet the official registered vet took their reading for the passport purpose right. the creation of a pet passport Okay. yeah so your pet does have to be there with you you do have to take her to a 2A official licensed vet to do it
0: to so get microchipped or to get the passport? To get the passport. Oh, okay. Yeah? So she has to be microchipped before you get the passport?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. That is a necessity. Uh, microchip, I, we got her microchipped straight away. Like, when I got her when she was a kitten, okay. we got her microchipped as soon as possible when she when we did her first vaccine. Okay. So, boom. Get in yeah. there. Do that. It's fine. Um, ah, see, it has tel- uh, tattoo code and stuff like that detail on there, too. Oh, this. Yes, so so, it does. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then it's got the official information for the vet who authorised and issued the passport. Simple as. Okay. Next thing. Uh, are vaccinations. Now, Dalga needed quite a few because of the countries we'd be visiting. Yes. Yeah. Main important one is rabies. Mm. Um That is a UK-wide thing. There's also a test. EU-wide thing. thing. EU-wide thing. Sorry. There's also a test. <laughs> Too many letters acronym. Uh, <laughs>
0: abbreviation
1: um, there is a test that goes along with that, it is a rabies serology certificate and you need one of those as well, again an EU wide necessity um, with the rabies vaccination you give her you give your pet one shot, wait for four weeks and then they have another shot, that is one vaccination, that's how it works ok um, and then you wait for another month and then you take them back and they have some blood taken, which is then sent off to a lab, a authorised lab in the EU. Yep. Um, you wait another month and you get a result back.
0: Sorry, i just point out we're sat in the van and we're surrounded. Our van's got a lot of windows. We're just watching the cat. Run around. Wandering around the place. Sorry, carry on. She's staring at some other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's just walked up to somebody else's car and just sat there staring at them. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, so about a month later, you'll get the results of the test back. Now, this can go either way, to be fair. Luckily, ours was positive. You need a positive result before you can set out on your trip. Yeah. So, if you're taking a cat with you,
0: plan early. Right. so, sorry... A positive result on a rabies test.
1: Rabies serology test. So you need the vaccination. It's a a positive test that the vaccinations work. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So you
0: positively don't
1: have rabies. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: that's not confusing at all.
1: <laughs> so that's a month between the two vaccinations, then a month to have the test, and then a month for the result to come back. Our test result came back quite early which was good. Okay. Maybe we were just off peak for them. Yeah. Um, so that's three months that you've at least got to allow mm. in the planning stages. Um, as far as I know, the rabies vaccination lasts for three years. Okay. Yes, three years. She has until the 1st of May, 2022. Okay, cool. Um, for that. As I say, that's the main one. Um, throughout our trip, we've shown Dargo's passport, along with our ours, whenever we've been asked for passports. Yeah. And most of the time, it's just kind of like, no, we don't need that. Like, it's kind of just waved
0: down, waved away. Yeah, people don't really... They they just look, that it says... They either see that it's a pet and don't care, or they can't read it and don't care, because yeah, it's not clearly not a passport. Yeah. Apart from the big words that says passport <laughs> on the front of it.
1: Um... Yes, but we have so we've had no issues going out of the EU. No. With
0: so the, the big the big border crossings we've done where we've been, what I would consider proper border crossings, mm. are in and out of Russia, and in and out of Morocco. Yeah. So by proper border crossing, I mean you expect because obviously within the EU you generally move through. There's no ch- no checkpoints, no borders, no nothing. Mm. In and out of Russia and Morocco, obviously there are. So you stop, you get searched. Yeah. And at none of those points, well.
1: Yeah, so at those points, we were prepared for every eventuality, mostly. Um, But going into Russia, we had no issues. Nobody even asked to see any documentation or anything like that. But we were told by the Finnish... Border control lady, mm. that we'd probably have slightly more stricter rules coming back into the EU. Yeah, because that's you know the EU is a lot stricter with these things, which is slightly what happened. That's the first time that Dago's passport was actually looked at, and just like oh everything's okay, cool, carry on, but nothing more than
0: that. So again, to be clear, that was because whenever you go on one of these borders, so we went from we left Russia into Estonia. Yes, you get checked by the Russians first. And they yeah. knew we had a cat because they have the sniffer dogs around and we've got the food and water yeah. up. Um and they didn't care. But then you get checked again by the Estonians. Yeah. She's the one who asked to look at the passport. Wasn't she? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but that was it. There was nothing more than that. They just had a look flick through the passport.
0: Mm.
1: And that was it. Simple. Um now.
0: From Morocco to Spain.
1: Yeah. So go getting into Morocco again. They weren't interested in the pet passport. Yes. Yeah. Getting back from Morocco into Spain, that is the first proper check that we've had.
0: Mm. Um But again, that was the Spanish, not the Moroccan. So we yes. went through the Moroccan check. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Have a good day. The Spanish he wanted to see.
1: He wanted to see it. everything, basically. Um, so he asked for her passport. He asked if I was the owner. Mm. Sounds weird to say, but the owner of Dargo, He also asked for the serology certificate. He asked for my passport. Mm. Um, I think that was about it. But he took it away.
0: Yes.
1: For a bit. Took everything away for a bit and then came back and said that everything was okay. So, in the end, even if stuff is only going to get checked once, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth not having the hassle. Mm. Um, because goodness knows what they would have done if we didn't have.
0: Well, yeah, um... And we were saying before, we think the deal with that is that Morocco, anyone who's ever been will tell you there's plenty of stray animals, cats and dogs around. Yeah. We've heard of people just finding dogs and and cats and just bringing them with... And adopting yeah. them, yeah. yeah. Um, so they obviously get a lot of undocumented animals yeah. coming through that border. Yeah. Um, but no, we've got all the paperwork for this little one.
1: Yes, she's now inside, sitting on the front seat.
0: Uh, but the other thing we're getting Russia, we had to go to the vets in Finland beforehand, didn't we?
1: We did. So, okay. So, the pet passport covers all the countries in the EU. Yes. And also some not in the EU, but in Europe. Okay. Right? I have a full list, but I'm not going to read it all out. No. Um, Other countries... Outside the EU, where the pet passport isn't counted as an official document, you have to get an animal health certificate, AHC, for you to, inverted commas, import that animal into that country. Mm. Yes. Which is what we had to do for Russia. Yes. So we had to, within five days of crossing that border, Yes. go to a vet in Finland, the mm. country of departure, And get an animal health certificate. Basically, the vet saying that the pet is healthy and okay to travel. Yes. That's it. And it's just, it's all in Finnish, so I can't read it. (laughs) But it has Dargo's name, the fact that she's a cat, her breed, her colour and her age. And then it's a whole load of text in Finnish that I think it's got the word rabies in it. So the fact that she's yeah. been tested for rabies. Is oh,
0: that in Russian as well? That is in
1: Russian, yeah. It's in Finnish there and then Russian there.
0: Oh, so it's specifically for that. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah. it borders the country. It, it would. Yeah, it exactly. Sense. Yeah.
1: Um, and then it's signed again by an official vet, dated, all of that. And it's got a stamp on it. Yeah. Um, so that's needed from what I know for all countries that do not accept pet the passport. pet passport.
0: So we probably should have got one for Morocco. For Morocco. We just...
1: But we weren't, ask, we weren't asked for it. We weren't... The, her passport wasn't even really looked at. That's the thing.
0: No, no. Um, and
1: I didn't remember by the time we got there. Yeah.
0: So we forgot there. Yeah. So, but that's... I, I think if we'd have... Re- obviously, if we'd have remembered, we'd have got one. Yes, definitely. To avoid any potential hassle. So this isn't, this isn't an advice saying you should have it, but don't worry no. about it. Like get it yeah. Uh, because you taking the time to do that will be worth it if you're asked for it yes and um, we just completely forgot precisely got bad on our part.
1: um okay so that's the passport the animal health certificates the rabies vaccinations
0: so rabies basically if you're considering any sort of travel with your cat you need rabies like you that's, need th- rabies this th- yes give yourself three months to get that sorted
1: yes okay right alongside that mm. um I might put together because of the research that I did, I might put together a thing for this. Like a blog post? A blog post for it. Okay. Because as I say, this information isn't really Yeah. Around. Um alongside that DAGO's also been vaccinated for panleukemia, viral I've got to say this, rhinotrachitis, okay. calcivirus, and feline leukemia. Okay think unless that's a leukaemia i'm not sure but she's had all of those yes Uh, a few of those were necessary just for russia specifically
0: okay
1: um but most places require the feline leukaemia one and the calcivirus one i'm pretty sure another thing specifically for russia which we didn't do because we weren't sure the vets in the UK weren't sure about it either, is that a lot of sites online mention a dermatophytosis test. And that is basically like a skin scrape that they then test to see if she has ringworm. Okay. Um, Obviously, the vet checked her and said they can't see any signs of ringworm. Yes. Um, But more than that, they weren't sure whether or not Russia needed it, and it would have added time to our departure date. Yes. Um, She's got her tongue sticking out (laughs) Um, But then in the end we didn't need it for Russia
0: No, well the the thing with Russia is we we, So the UK vet wasn't sure Exactly We knew we would have to go to a vet in Finland anyway Yeah Who would have a better understanding of the rules
1: Yeah Because they're country. Yeah. So
0: so we did that and he said we didn't need that
1: Exactly So that's fine So that's that Right, I think that's everything. All in all, I will say I've just done some quick maths and figured out that from the start of getting her pet passport, Mm. because that was all done just before we left, well, about this time last year, um, getting her pet passport to her being ready to leave the UK,
0: yes,
1: I spent £620. Uh, that includes the pet passport, the vaccinations, the rabies test, um, and a year's supply of lung and heartworm treatment and flea treatment. Yeah. The vet's authorised a year's like prescription. Okay. Just have that. Yeah. Give it to her every three months. Yeah. And she's fine. Okay. So that cool. includes everything. Um, yeah. I think that's all of that okay. side. Covered. And how long
0: did that take? So that six hundred and.
1: £620.
0: £620 and four, five months? Uh,
1: So the process probably started in... Bear with me. Just a rough estimate. We left in September, didn't we? We did. So...
0: Four months. Four months. Four months. Four months and £600. Yeah.
1: Which sounds like a lot, but in the end it's worth it.
0: Yes. Um, you
1: know because I'd rather not do this trip without her she's
0: added so much
1: to it she has and she's so happy
0: she is so the other side of it then yes so she's legally ready for it but she has no concept of any of this (laughs) well apart from the needles and things like that and strangers (laughs) poking at her Um, of course she didn't normally wear a collar did she
1: no I've never from the start I made the decision to not put a collar on her
0: I just never liked the idea of it Which is ironic now that she lives in a harness.
1: I know. Um, And then when it came time to basically take her outside or I was moving home often, um, I decided to try and get her used to a harness and a lead. Mm. The easiest way to do that is to just have, especially if your cat's not used to having a collar at all, is to get them used to having the harness on inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They will walk very low to the ground and
0: do this weird, <laughs> yeah. like
1: slinky walk. Yeah. When you first put it on, um, I mean, your friends who have tried it with their cats have said that their cats always seem to get out.
0: Yes. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> that's either a bad harness or you're just no. It's surprising <laughs> it that that I think, as you've said, you you put the you put the harness on, and especially if you don't even wear a collar, mm. because you can see where it's flattening the fur, you yeah. think, well, oh, maybe that's too tight. It's not. They're very furry things. <laughs> they're very fuzzy. Yeah.
1: Um, the way to tell if your cat's collar is too tight is that you should always be able to get one finger in mm. between. Uh, get a finger yeah, in there. Yeah. In between the collar and their neck. Yeah. And that's plenty of space for them to yeah. breathe, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she got used to that slowly. And then, you know, we would take her out to the park. Or just take her for a little walk, and I take her for little walks around the garden and things like that. Just get her used to that. Mm. I think most of her training, as such, has been on this trip.
0: Yes. She's still... Well, it's funny, looking back at videos, the first place we went on this trip was Paris. Mm. We walked through one of the parks outside of the city centre. Yeah. And she was... uh very cute yeah but she was curious about everything she didn't she wasn't walking she was adventuring with extreme limitations (laughs) whereas now she'll follow paths we've figured out when it's the three of us walking there's like a formation that she's very happy with yeah um she also doesn't like she doesn't like people no which is the only tricky thing about walking her Mm. but then we don't obviously we don't go walking her through cities no we have a cat back for that yes
1: um, she's very happy and, and she's accepted that that's her safe space.
0: Yeah, she came to she goes there just when it's out when we leave it out about, yeah. she would climb in there wouldn't she? Yeah. Um
1: but that's the main thing they've just got to feel safe and secure. Yeah. Really. Um and yeah, I mean she's sleep <laughs> been yes you.
0: So she she was asleep and she knows we're talking about it. So she just <laughs>
1: um back when she was staying with my parents for a bit Mm. she'd quite regularly if i was to go outside for a bit out to the car Mm. or whatever she would i'd ask her to come with me and she would yes she'd walk next to me straight like not wandering off anywhere anything like that she'd come to the car she'd explore around the car till i was done and then she'd come back to the house with me Mm. so that kind of personality trait and stuff like that is an easy way to be like yeah okay this cat can yeah, handle exploring and handle walking around and things like
0: that well there's other things as well like I remember when you first got the fan um, and we bring Dargo in here and then when we move obviously to her it's this big metal box is shaking and being mm. loud why and she'd sort of sit very wide eyed in the back in the middle yeah and it did not take long for her to start yeah she'll be balancing across the kitchen cabinet <laughs> and jumping up the top of the cab whenever we slow down but on motorway she tends to just go to the back and sleep yeah or when we start getting on the slower the twisty roads or stopping and starting she'll come up the front and she'll be looking out the windows yeah. she wants to see where we are and i think the harness really so we have the harness and we've just tied a load of rope together to make a big yeah lead
1: but make it longer for we yeah. we
0: attach that to the van and we let her out and she has a good run This is the first time we've been somewhere where we've let her off. Yeah. But that's only because the the thing with being in other countries, uh, well, just in new places, really. Um, Specifically in Morocco, we went on some little walking days where we thought it would be good to have the cat here. She'd love it. But because there are wild cats and wild dogs,
1: Mm.
0: it's one thing, I think you were saying, it's one thing if it's someone's dog that they're walking... Yeah. ...comes at the... Because then there's some way to call it back. If it's a wild dog...
1: Yeah.
0: ...and it decides to go for Dargo... Mm. ...you can't control that. No. Um... So she didn't get to explore as much of some places... ...as we'd like to. As we'd hoped. Um...
1: But she still went rock climbing... ...in Morocco. She
0: did. Which is amazing. Yeah. was in Morocco. Oh, Morocco. Of course yeah, she did. Yeah. Absolutely blue rocks. And, in, and in Spain. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. We have taken her out.
1: Um... We have. And she loves it. She prefers like rock climbing and going up secluded paths and things like that yes she much prefers it. i guess it's less distraction it's less security risks in her mind yeah as the security officer of the trip
0: find some sort of off-road hiking trail Hmm. she's very happy with it yeah when there's a trail she will she will follow trails yeah pretty well um again i suppose that's we are just kind of looking i think if we're well, lucky that she's that sort of cat.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: If she was very much I, like you say, don't want to go outside. Well, even if she doesn't want to go outside, she'd be okay in here.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, she's, I mean, we've been in here nearly seven months. Yeah. Maybe seven months, and she's still curious. She still gets excited by going <laughs> into the overhead cupboard. Um, she's
1: recently decided that my sock basket is where she's going to sleep in the evenings. Yes. You can just hear little
0: snores coming from the cupboard. Which is fine, but for her, if we leave her there when we go to sleep, the Mm. only way she can get out of there is to jump down on one of us, (laughs) which is terrifying. Um, Um, It's like, don't we say, people do this with dogs and play to them for that. Obviously, dogs are a lot more work than cats because you really have to go and exercise. You really have to exercise a dog. Not that cats don't need exercise,
1: but they need less. Yeah. Um, so, So as cats, I think they can... They can look after themselves a bit more than dogs can.
0: Yes. Well, the the other consideration, I suppose, is because we we've kept a kind of mix of um, going out in the sticks, in the middle, of, in the countryside, and of the cities, because we've tried to do every capital city. Yeah. Every country we've been to. Obviously, the cities are not great places for to have an animal with you. No. Because places won't let you in. Um, I mean, luckily when we had the the day we had the break in mm. we just had very bad vibes about the whole place so we brought dargo with us yeah which was yeah the right call there but then after that we went to oslo and we brought dargo with us oh yes and we went to the we went to the viking ship museum now they they the a lot of museums in europe don't allow uh, backpacks you have yeah. to put them in lockers beforehand so we went to the ticket office and just explained Oh look, we've got cats could you can we go in or can you look after her? Luckily, the guy there, he thought, <laughs> <Just> it, <melted. laughs> he thought it was a dog at first and here's a big cagey, you know, what kind of dog is it? And he goes, and I and the assistant said it's a cat and he, his face just, like you said, melted. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and she just, again, we're lucky with Dargo. really. She just yeah. sleeps. She was warm and it was quiet, so she would exactly. just go to sleep. But so She we, doesn't
1: complain. She's not a loud cat at all. No, no. She's not an overactive cat most of the time. <laughs>
0: uh, but coming back, we then went to another museum. Yeah. Which, because the, the, there's a couple of museums in many places, you buy one ticket to one place, mm. gets you into multiple places. The other museum that we were entitled to get into would not... So we've got a cat in a backpack. Yeah. Said, no, not at all. You can't come in. There was no no interest in wanting to look after it, which I can understand. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't expect people to look after your pet for you. Um. But we've had no problem in, well, we've not been to any restaurants with her, but like fast food restaurants. I have. Okay.
1: I've taken her to cafes and things like that before.
0: No, I say cafe, I I mean restaurants.
1: Like actual... Like a posh. Oh, I see. We've
0: been to McDonald's plenty of times. Yes. You just sit her down and, yeah, she's quiet and no one really cares. Yeah. Um, Of course, you can go to cafes, things like that. Small independent places are much more likely
1: to... accept
0: them or places like mcdonald's uh, as long as you're not doing drugs or fighting no one really (laughs) seems to care um but no so you do have to sort of plan around that and we we eventually sort of try to stop sleeping in cities yeah um which when you're in europe you're probably not going to be parked in a city anyway because of emissions charges and things yeah um, but that means if we have left the cat in the van for most of the day while well, we go out, <clears throat> we take out take her out somewhere quiet and then we'll give her a walk around. Mm. Even just, if it's just a hedge, she'll have a, she'll spend hours sniffing around the hedge <laughs> trying to fight whatever's in there. Um and again cats don't need as much exercise as dogs do. Like there's a couple here with a dog, he's just run past the window. They take him for walks two, three times a day. Yeah. Which, you know, that's that, that's just it. You've got a dog, you've got to do that. And obviously if you own a dog, you hopefully are doing that anyway. And you appreciate that's part of it. The cats don't need that much. But since letting her out off her lead, she does run around quite a bit. Yeah. But she keeps coming back. She does. every so often. She needs to check in with us, I
1: think. Yeah. That's her way. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I was a little bit concerned about on this trip is the Dargo has always been a very fit cat. She was fairly hench. Well fit. Yeah. She was hench. There was muscle. um. And since being on the strip, obviously, she's not, you know, she goes, we take her for walks and things like that, but it's not the same level of exercise as she would get no. chasing, you know, yeah. infiltrators to her territory. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so she's lost a fair bit of muscle mass, and that worries me. So I'm hoping that whilst we're here, she can put some of that back on. The other yeah. thing I wanted to mention um, was food.
0: Ah uh,
1: yes, cat food. Yes, so before leaving, um, I bought, I think something like four kilos of dry food and um, three, two or three of the big, giant multi packs of Felix. Yeah,
0: you had about one hundred and fifty packets.
1: Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because Dargo is quite particular with her food. Because of course, she's, she's always been fussy. She has ever since she was a kitten. Um, she's been fussy
0: and so, yet she cleans her bum with her tongue
1: she's a cat <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a princess god it <laughs> um but yeah so i knew at some point we'd have to buy food while whilst we were out yes and most of the places we've been to we haven't seen felix or if we've seen it it's been multi. It's been individual sachets rather than multipacks of them.
0: Yes, which is a lot more expensive.
1: So much more expensive. Europe doesn't seem to cater for cat food on the same scale
0: as the UK, UK does, no. which is surprising. Even in when we went to the Morrison's in Gibraltar, exactly, they just didn't have the big multipacks. No, um,
1: and now that we're in Greece, there's a few cat food brands you've got like kitty cat you've got uh friskies which is um go cat yep in the uk um and she's okay with the dry food here but it's the wet food that she's having an issue with mm. uh which is concerning yes but she's still getting enough food to get by and i think she's getting a bit more used to the other wet food yeah now, which is good but that is concerning, and it is troubling, and something that you should think about, because mm. more than Europe itself. But if you're heading out outside of Europe, yes, cat food is an issue because Morocco.
0: Yeah, they don't keep cats. Are well, what they would. Cats aren't domesticated for; them. they're there to keep vermin away.
1: Exactly, cats aren't necessarily pets; they're just kind of communal animals that are there, right. and they look after themselves, yeah. and you give them some affection.
0: They, sort of they sort of accommodate cats because they'll keep rats yeah.
1: away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, cat food isn't widely available. No, um, but as I'm saying, this shouldn't necessarily put you off. Just stock up for it.
0: Yeah, just be prepared. Just, be, I suppose, plan as if you won't, or as much as you can. Yeah. As if you just assume you won't be able to get any anywhere. Yeah. And then if you can, brilliant, you can relax a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um but again, cats are very adaptable animals. She's adapting to this horrible, clearly lower grade food <laughs> <laughs> in her opinion. Um But she's okay, she's happy, I'd say.
0: Yeah, she's certainly yeah, she is happy. You can tell when her tail goes straight up <laughs> and the little shrill noises she makes. <laughs> mm.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else.
0: We covered most things. Everything else is kind of anecdotal and specific to Dargo, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could, you know, have several hours worth of yes. podcasts for that, but. But she has. She did escape a couple of times. She did. Um,
1: but then she came back.
0: Because she she does come back. It's just terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, some of us care. <gasps> uh, oh. <laughs> no it's, she does come back um but it's it's the worry when it happens it, it's because you don't know you've that's got to know, to know your
1: cat, yeah, that's the main thing you've got to know your travel companions. It's as simple as that
0: but again i I think it this this whole thing, if you're questioning, yeah can I bring my cat? I think really you'll know whether she'll enjoy it or
1: not, yeah, or he. Or
0: he. Either or. Yes. Um bec- I, Because if... Like we've said, if they just show no interest in doing anything.
1: Yeah. What do you, I will say, though, that before yeah. starting this trip, yeah. Dargo and I had a couple of trips of our own.
0: You did. You took her out of the car. Exactly.
1: They you, weren't yeah. in the van. No. We got an Airbnb somewhere, but we went out to see how she would handle travelling in a vehicle, Yeah. firstly, Um and secondly, how she'd handle being on a lead in an unfamiliar environment, yes. you know, going out for a walk, all that kind of stuff. And she was perfectly fine. One thing I will say about Dargo is that if she, does, if she doesn't feel safe, like, say, if she's seen a person yes. or a car or anything like that way down the path, she'll just stop and she'll sit. Yeah. Which gives me the opportunity to just pick her up and carry on walking. Yeah. If I don't pick her up, she'll just sit there until the person or the vehicle or whatever has gone past, yeah. and then she will carry on her way. Yeah. That's the way it works. Um, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. That's, I think that's it. That's the cat. Yeah. That's everything covered about the cat. Um,
1: if you have any questions, if you want to know specifics about vaccines or tests or anything like that, let me know.
0: Yeah, so um, we're on. Insta- what's the best place? We've we are Instagram, which is at Catavan UK. Yep. We're on Facebook as Catavan UK. Yep. And if you search, does Catavan, I think come so. up on YouTube. Catavan Kat- UK will work as Catavan well. UK or Catavan will work on YouTube. We don't have enough followers or subscribers, so rather, to get a personalised URL as yet. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. More um, than happy to answer questions and give more detail. Um, yeah. yeah, see how it goes.
0: We'll see how it goes. Um, so these are this is the second of the this is the second episode, and this is the second sort of um, preamble, I suppose, preparation episodes where this is what we needed to do before we left. Um, yeah. So going forward, I think episodes are probably going to be structured a bit more structured to them mm-hmm. on a country by country thing. This is what we did. These are what the rules are. These are considerations you may have to make. Uh, and just some anecdotal things. Places to go. Places to maybe not go. Or maybe some expectations to rein in before yeah. going. Things like that. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for listening.
1: Yeah. Um, I hope that was informative.
0: Yeah. And we'll see you next time.
1: Indeed. Bye-bye.